0: Uh, hello, my friends, and welcome to the next episode Wait, 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 wait. What the heck do you think you're doing? Uh, I'm doing an episode of a podcast, uh, obviously. Uh, no, you're not. Uh, you're in my studio, and I've got a guest coming in just a few minutes to record the Hocus Pocus 2 episode, so I'm going to need you to uh, skedaddle. Uh, what the... A- wait a minute. How did you even get out of the closet? Well, it's not like you tied me up or put a lock on the door or anything like that. Ah, yes, I knew I was forgetting something. Gregory, how could you let me forget to actually lock him in the closet? Oh, uh, sorry about that, uh, Doctor. I will definitely remind you next time to uh, tie up and uh, lock up the nerd uh, next time you decide to put him in the closet. Yes, you do that, Gregory. Yeah. So, uh, do you mind? Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Okay. You can have your chair this time, but uh, next time, it's it's the doctor bat hour. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, welcome everybody to the next episode of the Retro Podcast. Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, today I am joined once again uh, by my good buddy Phil, and we're going to be talking about the magical movie. Uh, hocus pocus 2 that was just recently released on disney plus and uh spoiler warning we will be getting into this uh pretty deep so if you haven't seen it yet or if you are worried about spoilers definitely go check out the movie first before listening to this um if not you have been warned and uh, enjoy the show (laughs) So yeah, I know we talked uh, briefly this morning um, after you watched it over the weekend, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I watched it last night.
0: Yeah, I watched Sunday it last night. So it's it's super fresh in your mind too. <laughs> Very
1: much. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So um so yeah we we both watched this um and we both just loved the heck out of it and we wanted to um just sit here and you know you know spend the time to talk about a movie that uh, a sequel to a movie that's been you know, loved by many for many, 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 many years and waiting for a sequel. And it, it's finally, finally happened. Uh, Hocus Pocus 2 with the original cast of the Sanderson sisters. Um, so yeah, what, what your initial... <laughs> and what? And Doug, and Doug Jones, Jones. Yes. sorry, Don't and Doug Jones, Doug, yes. the incomparable Doug Jones, <laughs> the incomparable Doug Jones. We do love Doug Jones. So um, yeah, I know you you uh, you told me a little bit about um, what you thought of the movie uh, at work, but uh, let, let, let's hear it again. What do you? What were your initial thoughts? On, oh,
1: I on this I I adored it. I think um, it was a, so. Some of the things that struck me immediately it was a little less sort of creepy, spooky than the original, a little yeah. bit more. Um, I mean, it was it was spooky, not creepy, uh, or scary. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Which is a little a little departure from the original, but uh, I really appreciated that, and I really just I loved every minute of it. I, I went into this one completely blind. I didn't watch much of any initial trailers or teasers oh, yeah, that's or right. anything. You did say that I didn't read anything on it. I went in completely blind, in part because I was a little concerned that you know it could be bad. And it might right. sell my experience, but also because I wanted to just let it wash over me as I experienced it for the first time. And yeah. I absolutely adored it. I loved everything about it, everything yeah. from the music and the performances to the visuals and then the story. I thought it was really, really smartly handled. And uh, and I walked away from it, like feeling even better about the Hocus Pocus world than I did before I watched it.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I've, I've, I feel pretty much the same way. Um, you know, I was like I said, I was a little worried um you know and i kind of held back my expectations uh of this movie but i went in and i started watching it i was sitting on the couch and about 20 minutes in like i was sitting on my on my coffee table like about another like five foot closer to the tv because i just wanted to like immerse myself in this um you know i loved seeing you know the original cast back um kathy and and bet and sarah and doug uh, I loved the, all, hearing all the original music from the original composer, the original score. Mm-hmm. I just loved hearing that. Um, and, and you hear that like right off the bat too, like the first opening scene, you hear that, yeah. that hocus pocus theme and it's just like, yes.
1: <laughs> but also seeing all the original locations kind of in, in similar fashion that they were, you know, mm-hmm. almost 30 years ago, just modernized, yeah. whether it's the Sanderson sisters, little hot home or the, mm. the woods or or Salem as a whole you get to see all of that as you did back then, but just, you know, 30 years later. And I think they did a really great job of carrying that all through. It didn't feel like this is a completely different environment.
0: Right. You know, I was um, concerned with that too. It's like, are they going to like completely redesign their, um, their house, Um, Mm -hmm. the graveyard, you know, the graveyard scenes, you know, that it didn't quite um, have the same feel as the first one, but I mean, it was, it was on location, which was great. Exactly. Um, Yeah. the set pieces that they built you know there was like i can't even count how many times i i don't think i saw a green screen except for like maybe some flying scenes like um when they're in the woods you can tell there's like trees in the background with just lights and i gotta say that
1: i think that's one of the biggest departures from the original film the original Mm -hmm. film was mostly shot on the disney sound stages and you can tell looking Mm -hmm. back now uh watching it again you can see that some of the uh, environments feel really flat and that's because they were shot in a mm-hmm. sound stage. So the yeah. very last sequence in the woods, you can tell if you're looking right, that it was shot in a sound stage. just wasn't outdoors
0: on location. Right.
1: Whereas a lot of the second film was shot on location and it breathes a yeah. lot more warmth and life to the whole thing, which I really liked.
0: Yeah. I was going to say that it kind of, it kind of makes it feel just a little bit more, just that little bit more real um, because we see the Sanders sisters house in the first movie it's on a set in this movie it's you know it's on location they built it here you know on a street you know so that was that was really nice to see i just loved all the practical effects um they had here they could have done a lot of they could have done a lot more and and they didn't which i was i was really happy with uh, seeing a lot of the more practical effects going on yeah absolutely yeah um so one of the things that um i was excited to see was and i, and I was really happy with um that the the beginning um, our, our beginning shots, um, to the movie, you know, we have that, that lovely origin story of the Sanderson sisters and, um, and just seeing how they, um, how they were as, as kids and like what led them to be, um, the little whippersnappers that uh, they became to be, uh, later in life. And, um, seeing these three young actresses, just, I mean, I kept seeing, um, all these posts on Twitter that, uh, uh, they understood the assignment <laughs> yeah. and I really love that little, I really love that little phrase because they really did understand their assignments and, and they just, they just really pulled off their characters. Great. And it was love. I just loved seeing um, them as youth and just, you know, being great sisters to each other, you know, yeah. a little bit, but you love each other. I mean, it's, it's. Well, and yeah. It's, and it does
1: such a great job of, uh of, kind of aligning as a viewer aligning us with the sanderson sisters a little bit because they're evil right they sacrifice children they want to take over salem and do terrible things right but given their backstory and learning more about them and their history you kind of feel for them a little bit and i think they do a really great job in those first few minutes of of, Mm you know you learn that uh their parents are dead it's just them and old-timey salem trying to survive and uh and you kind of feel for him a little bit. And then you've got the entire town coming after him because mm-hmm. of uh, uh, their little hijinks and their attitudes. Yeah. And uh, and they're being literally driven out of an old-timey town.
0: Right. And you kind of feel for that, you know? I love how they, they didn't pull any punches when they're trying to, like, depict this era, too, because um, young Winifred, I mean, like, how old is she, you know, being yeah. depicted... At the beginning of this, and 16, the mayor is yeah. talking. Yeah, and the mayor is talking about mar- marrying her off to sell one of the other villagers, and it's like, "Excuse me, yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. yeah, so kind of wild. They, yeah, they they definitely put of punches uh, when I came to that, which I was I was pretty happy about. Um, the mayor, just, by the just, way,
1: played by Tony Hale.
0: Who? Tony Hale. Oh, the mayor. Yeah, yeah. You talked about that earlier. <laughs> I just loved just that. loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, I want I can't wait to talk to talk about him later. He did he did such a great job. Uh that's another thing I was a little worried about because one of the trailers I saw. Um unlike you, I absorbed almost every trailer that I could find because <laughs> I was just so excited about this. I just wanted I just I got a little taste and I couldn't stop. Um, It was only up until like the last week. I kind of stopped watching any new stuff because it was just coming out in droves. And I was like, okay, I need to stop. I'm going to see this whole movie. Um, But when I saw like some footage of the mayor, I was like, eh, they're trying to throw some, you know, comedic relief in there. But um, the scenes that he he was in um, was great. I really did. I really did enjoy seeing him. Um, What else has he been in? I, I, I recognize him, but I can't place him. He's Buster from Arrested
1: Development. And he plays, uh, he's in Veep, are the two major roles he's done.
0: Two shows I've never watched.
1: Yeah, he's also in the movie Stranger <laughs> Than Fiction and some other some other mostly comedic work, right? Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, he's done some voice work as well. But yeah, Tony Hill is mostly mm. known as kind of a bumbling, oaf, silly kind of oh. guy. Um, yeah. You know, he plays a sad sack often. Uh, it's just, <laughs> so to see him in this film... I uh, really surprised me. I again I, mm-hmm. I knew nothing about it. And so to see him mm-hmm. uh the very first time you, you're introduced to Tony Hale as an actor is he's playing the mayor of Salem
0: and he's right. this like vengeful mean guy and yeah. totally sells it.
1: Absolutely sells it. Yeah.
0: In, in in the beginning old time Salem he's he's mean and evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely sells it. He's the villain of the Sanderson family.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Uh and so uh yeah, he does a great job of that. Now uh he comes back later to play a descendant of Trask, the mayor or
0: Mm -hmm. Trask, the
1: what was he? Was he the mayor back then as well? Was that what the character was?
0: I believe so. So He was the head of the town. So I mean, I would guess mayor or something like that, or, or he was like the head. I don't think he was pastor or something like, I think he was, I think he was the mayor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he plays the modern day mayor. Mm -hmm. uh, Later in the film, uh, and he's much more of a traditional Tony Hale character, uh, mm-hmm. you know, lovable and likable and kind of an oaf. But uh, yeah. I, I felt like a really great addition to the whole thing. He didn't need as much attention
0: as uh, as they could have given him. Reverend. He was a reverend. Reverend. That's reverend right. Trask. You. That's what he mm-hmm. was. <laughs> I do have the IMDb's pulled up. I just, <laughs> just got to glance over real quick. <laughs> so Reverend yeah, so- Trask, yeah we get
1: this we get this brief story of how the sanderson sisters become the sanderson witches
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh in this one little beautiful moment and there's one thing that i thought was really interesting in that moment they they run into the uh to the woods the forbidden woods and then mm-hmm. uh they run into a witch and this witch yes. is carrying book mm-hmm. and uh she's going to eat them until mm. she steps too close and smells them and then yes. through that she decides that oh there's there's something to you. You're unique. Right. And it is in that moment that she decides to pass on her witchcraft through book to the Mm. Sanderson sisters to start their own familial coven. Right. Uh, And I thought, you know, the idea that it's not just any child or any individual that can become a witch, but rather somebody Mm. who is of a certain character or holds a certain, or possesses a certain power that's capable of becoming a witch
0: yeah i was a little i was a little confused at this one because um through the teaser trailers i was like is this their like is this their mother i didn't think this could be their mother and um obviously it's not their biological mother um in the movie that we do find out um but like what i was really curious about was like she has this book of very powerful spells and she just hands it over and again like i see like okay she sees something in this in this child and she wants to help help her become you know a full-fledged witch um like herself but she's just like here you go here's my book enjoy do whatever you want with and i assume they never see her again i mean she turns into leaves right
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think uh, uh, she's never she's never brought up again um right but you know i think what she she makes, she leaves a little line before she parts with the Sanderson sisters and says something along the lines of, um, you know, you have your your sisters. It's so wonderful mm-hmm. to see. And yes. uh, and it, that's a line that's mirrored at the end of the film. But mm-hmm. she mentions that she lost her coven. She says Salem isn't what it used to be. And right. she lost her coven, presumably through the Salem witch trials, right? That's what you're led to believe.
0: Yeah, I think we'll touch back on that
1: later. <laughs> it's fair, very fair. But yeah. <laughs> what I got from that though is that uh, the reason she's passing this on is because she has no coven to share this knowledge with.
0: Right. She right.
1: no longer needs the book for her own witchcraft. True, so she, she passes it along. Enough yeah. Enough. To some,
0: you know, worthy but um sort of needy children. Yeah. Because like, she's basically giving supposed-
1: them the- Oh, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, what are they supposed to do, like, on their own, you know, like, mm-hmm. at this point, if they're banished from the town, like, how are they supposed to um, take care of themselves, defend themselves, um, right. feed themselves, what, other little children, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> what is it, wait, so what is a child to a 16-year-old then? How young do they have to go when the soul yeah. matters? <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> so I did, I did love um, The Mother Witch. Um played by Hannah Waddingham. Um, now Hannah Waddingham, like she nailed this. Like she was another one that like understood the assignment here. Oh yeah. And I did not recognize her from anything either. Um, but she is, but I saw a lot of people like, um, really giving praise to, um, to her and, uh, and her, d- uh, depiction of, uh, this mother witch.
1: Yeah. She's just, she comes with a lot of power and gravitas that, uh, That you can't help but take note, yeah. And you know, you see that reflected in the young actresses as they sort of like just soak in everything that she's saying. Mm -hmm. You know, she definitely commands every attention when she's on screen.
0: Yeah, yeah, she did. I mean, just her facial expressions when she like gets up and she grabs you know young Sarah and she's about you know about to force that potion down her throat. You know, she's got her like right there. And then when she when she's smelling Winifred, I mean, she was just. She was all in. Man. She's mm-hmm. like, "This is mm-hmm. this is how we're doing this." <laughs> well, and I mean, we keep
1: we keep bringing this back. Uh, this idea that the actors really went hard at this, and I think if they hadn't, I think this movie wouldn't have felt as uh, comfortable or a, as connected to the original as it did. I think. Because everybody just committed to their roles, even mm-hmm. the young girls who played the young Sanderson sisters. I mean, yeah. the young Winifred has those big false teeth. The young, yeah. I mean, then you've got the the slouched mouth and the really bubbly. Like they just yeah. they took the essence of all those characters and really mm-hmm. embodied it as such young actresses, and it, it plays really natural. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't like no. I kept looking uh, uncontrollably looking for slips, right? Looking for a right. slip in. And their portrayal of these characters, and none of them provided that. They just they they lived mm. in those characters, and it yeah. felt great because I think, you know, reaching back, we're thirty years beyond, and now you're mm. pulling in young actresses to try to play these characters at a younger age. It could feel really cheap and cheesy and just kind of miss, but yeah. it works so well.
0: I feel like they almost had to have been fans in some way or another. Sure. <laughs> like if they went out and fought. And fought. They went out and sought young fans of this movie. Sure. <laughs> to nail these parts because because they sure did. You know, I, I'll say it again for the umpteenth time. Um I love this I love the phrase, you know, they they understood the assignment and they, they really did. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, and one of the things with this opening sequence as a whole that I really appreciated is a really great opening sequence of any film sets the tone for the entire film. Yeah. Right. And this this had a little bit of everything that we needed to understand what we're about to experience. There was mm-hmm. these subtle moments of humor and mm-hmm. uh, and then there was a little bit of spookiness that came from the mother witch in that time, but also from uh, Reverend Trask who was a yeah. very sort of like almost a very sort of scary character in mm-hmm. his just complete disregard for children as a whole. Oh, right? Absolutely. So you get a lot of a lot of the tone and feeling of the film in -hmm. this very brief moment in the past, before we jump up to modern times and that transition feels really natural. And then we're introduced to new characters of this new world and Mm. it all works. Yeah. And, and I really appreciated it for that because when it, again, walked into the movie with no idea what was, what I was going to see. So when we start with the younger Sanderson sisters, I was really worried. I was worried that this wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to play off. Mm -hmm. And it, and it was so seamless
0: right i was just worried because like okay they're doing this and it's like is it necessary and after watching the movie and the the ending that we got i was like i felt like yes this was this was a necessary part to yeah. put in there could it have stood on its own without that beginning part mm, yeah but Um, Our ending definitely would not have had the punch that it did, I feel.
1: Absolutely. But one of the things that this does and why I think it was so smart is that it allows the filmmakers to kind of explain who the Sanderson sisters are without replaying the original movie in any way. Right. right? We didn't need to give this big exposition dump of what happened in the original Hocus Pocus. We get Mm -hmm. that throughout the later parts of the film in little snippets. But it's not necessarily to... Educate the audience, but more to like build the moment a little bit more. Whereas by taking, bringing us to the younger Sanderson sisters, we get everything we need to know about them from that moment Mm -hmm. in a brand new sequence that we haven't seen before. And then on top of that, it layers in their familial connection and their need for one another, which pays off immensely at the end of the film. I think it was just a really smart way to handle it, but fairly risky. If it fails, Mm -hmm. the whole movie starts off poor. And you've got yeah. a taste in your mouth from the first five minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, like I said, they they definitely nailed the the tone and film the tone and film the tone of the film um, and and get you prepared for for what you're going to see. I was like super excited, like it, the that opening shot of uh, Winifred mm-hmm. just young know, Winifred running through um, the crowds in the street of Salem, and you don't even see her face, but you just you get that that feeling she's just plowing through people. Just stomping yeah. home and but you've got that great score that you got that hocus pocus theme playing right at the beginning, just like you did the first mm-hmm. one. And that just got me so excited, dude. That got me so excited. <laughs> I'm just so happy. Uh, it was
1: hard not to be excited throughout the film. I mean, there are moments
0: that uh all the,
1: all throughout the film where they're making callbacks mm-hmm. or playing off an old moment or doing something new and it all just it all works.
0: Yeah. And it feels yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah, it all works just great. Um, so yeah, we get through, um, we get through that little origin, uh, intro movie and we get a great, I do love the logo, um, for the title card that they mm-hmm. have in the movie. It was yeah, nice and simple, almost like burning yeah. paper in a way. Um, it doesn't look anything like the logo that's been flying around the internet yeah. at all. Like the quote unquote, I guess, official Hocus Pocus 2 logo. It's its own thing. It was nice and clean and simple. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then we get, we get into to modern times, we get into, uh, to now and we're introduced to um our new three quote unquote coven witches. Uh, even though one of them's a witch, maybe the other two are, I'm not sure. Um we get introduced to uh Becca, Izzy, and uh Cassie at high Cassie, school. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That that was one thing that uh I saw in the trailers. It was like they like the we get a little bit of her in a teaser trailer, but then after that, like you don't see her in like any of the other trailers. Sure. And I was like I was like, what's going on with Cassie here? I know there's supposed to be three of them. What's going on? (laughs) Yeah. Again, I walking
1: into it without knowing anything. And then we're introduced to these new characters and you had to know that there was going to be another young uh, actress stepping into this role to play in this film. Uh, And so I just kind of let it wash over me and tried to experience it as, as it came. And the, uh, the dynamic between the three girls, but especially between, uh, well, I guess, especially between Beck and Izzy, the main mm-hmm. two protagonists, uh, yeah. Cassie comes in more later, but mm-hmm. the dynamic between them felt really natural. It felt really real. Um, if I could relate it to a different duo, it would have to be um, um, from the modern Spider-Man. It's like Tom Holland's Spider-Man and um, his best friend. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. Ned. Ned.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. How did I pull that out of mine? Wow. Okay. (laughs) And I'm, I appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) It it very much feels like that where you have, um, these two characters who are both capable in their own rights, kind of playing off of each other. Right. uh, And they have a bit of humor, a lot of heart. Um, they have a shared history, which you feel, it feels real. Right. It feels like these girls have known each other for a really long time.
0: Yeah. Um, because they, they mention like, um, uh, so beck and izzy are just getting out of class or getting out of school and um they're talking about what they're doing that night and and cassie comes up hey what are you guys doing and, and they're just like well the same thing we do every night uh pinky you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to take over the world um you know mentioning like you know we're gonna watch uh, scary movies and then go do our seance in the woods like we do every halloween Yeah, and since so we you were know- five right since they were five years old so you know yeah. that they you know these three girls have been together for a very long time they're 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 besties, um, so they have that history. It's not like they just. It's not like, hey, I just came to a new school, like in the you know in the first movie. You know, you've got right. um, you've got uh, gosh, I can't think. Of, um, you got Max um, coming into like a new school, so you get that you know that trope, right? And, and right. we don't have that in this one, which I think is is kind of refreshing. Oh, absolutely. I kind of thought that's what I thought that's what they were going to do. Um, kind yeah, of, I, and I thought so did. too.
1: Yeah, so like expectation-wise, it, I went into the thinking we were going to it was going to be sort of a remake sequel, right? Where they're right, going to bring right. it into a modern audience by mm-hmm. kind of redoing what they had done. But they they, yeah. they made the really wise choice of of writing something fresh and something new. These characters yeah. have lived in Salem their whole lives and right. they know the sto- the history of Salem, they know the history of the Sanderson sisters and to some degree, they know the rumors of what mm-hmm. happened in the fall of 93, right? right? None of them were obviously alive back then. And, and most of, they, they claim that most of what they know is a rumor and hearsay of the right. Sanderson sisters returning. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're aware of all of this. And they're aware of witchcraft to the point where they were doing seances in the in the Forbidden Woods at five years old. Right.
0: You know. <laughs> His parents are letting their five-year-olds Yeah, year we old never really meet one that. of them.
1: Really meet one of them. And I think uh, he's proved positive that they're not, that that's, attentive
0: that's very you know?
1: true <laughs> tony hale yeah. allow mayor uh mayor trask allows his his yeah. young 16 year old daughter to throw a party at his house <laughs> while he's in town you know it's not even as though uh, he's out of
0: town well i thought he didn't know about the party
1: he didn't that's the thing he didn't know about right. the party that was taking place at his house some 10 yeah. minutes away from where he was going to be for the whole you night you can go hang
0: out in the woods in the middle of the night, at five years old, with your friends, right. but don't you dare have a party at home. Yeah, uh uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: These are the things that matter in Salem. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, so we're introduced to uh, the dynamic between the three girls. Um, Cassie has been kind of outcast a little bit. Um, yeah, partially of her own uh, volition because you know, she has a boyfriend now, and and going off and doing other things um, with with his friends, and and, that, and that's something real too. That's something that really happens. Sure. Um, in high school you know somebody meets somebody and you don't hang out enough and you might have you know a little hard feelings towards them so that's where like you know Becca's has some kind of hard feelings towards Cassie and Izzy's kind of like you know come on you know you know we've all been friends you know she's kind of the uh um Jiminy Cricket here you know the yeah the the uh, thoughtful voice in in Becca's ear but uh mm-hmm. she's still you know still kind of just uh, just a little miffed that, uh, you know, she's off doing other things as opposed to, you know, sticking together like they've been doing since they yeah, were five. and I think I, I, another
1: modern approach to that whole dynamic and that, that, I mean, at this point it's a trope, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way that it's played in this film is that neither of the girls really made poor choices. It was just really a breakdown in communication. Each of them felt like yeah. the other one was pushing them away. Um mm-hmm. And, you know, at some point they both reckoned with those choices later in the film, but I thought that was really uh, real, you know, it yeah. wasn't like, you know, Cassie just says, I got Mike now, so deuces guys, I'm out, you know, <laughs> deuces. Okay. she was like, well, she was yeah. like, you know, but she- like, in, in traditional, like, movies of, of the 90s and early 2000s, you would have gotten it. Right.
0: She would have been You like can't that. sit with us. You know,
1: it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh-huh. I'm cool now because I'm dating the, the football player. Right. And you're right. doing seances in the woods. So, see you later, ladies. Right. Right. Yeah, but exactly. in this one, you know, it's just two girls who are growing up and, and trying to navigate, you know, increasingly challenging relationships mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, unsuccessfully. Right. Uh, but... It, because of that there isn't a whole lot to get over either right so when mm-hmm. it happens quickly towards the middle end of the film it mm-hmm. feels okay right yeah. had it been a huge blow up and fallout you would have needed more time and more energy like given to their makeup their resolution
0: but you didn't need that right and i think cassie and her boyfriend had only been together for like what what did they say like three months i think yeah something, something like, that. like that so it was, so fresh, it was like within yeah. that year so it's oh, like God. it's not like it's been like forever since they've been hanging out and stuff like that <laughs> yeah but a smart choice and can i just yeah, speak yeah. about mike for a moment i loved mike
1: <laughs> let's talk I loved- about mike i, I- <laughs> Mike was. Mike is. Uh, there's a moment where uh, Winifred calls him. Uh, we just got lucky. We found the town dunce as they're chasing him on their brooms down the yes. street, and uh, and it was just such a perfect line for him because he is just an utter dunce, and mm-hmm. it's totally out of ignorance and naivete. He's not like malicious. Right. His no. digs at the other characters aren't mean spirited. It's just. Yeah, and he admits to his own ignorance. He said, "I thought that yeah. was just you know." I thought that's just how you interact with people,
0: right? When yeah, later um, when Becca's just like kind of railing on him a little bit, he's like, "Yeah, I was making fun of you, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't being mean about it." And 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 they're explaining like picking on people and pointing out their differences is being a jerk or being mean. And he's just like, "Yeah, well, what?" And just like, totally. Well, and then he has that great line of. of-
1: there's a lot of people I have to apologize to. Oh, yeah, I did like that. I like that, too. That was nice.
0: <laughs> so Mike, I, just, I think, I, was... Yeah, I'm I was fine. just going to say Mike was a good, um, a good, uh, not a catalyst, but a good, um, just a good plot point for you know them having to have... Otherwise, there'd be almost no, other than the Sanderson sisters coming back, there'd be almost no conflict. So right. you're getting almost like a little bit of a B- you know, be a half story. There. Yeah.
1: And he's, he's the, the driver, the wedge mm-hmm. between Cassie and her friends that helps play off yeah. later in the film. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's just another one of those moments where, um, where they, you know, the writer and director, I think writer is uh, Jen D'Angelo and the director is uh, Anna Fletcher Anne Fletcher mm-hmm. rather uh, mm-hmm. where they, you know, they understand the traditional tropes of these sort of coming to age films and they completely subvert them. And it feels so much more real you know yeah. uh, you don't have your typical like you know uh, breakfast club stereotypes So you got the bully the jock you know the prissy mm-hmm. rich girl and you know right. all the misfits you you know it's these are complex characters that are you're given just a few moments with but it feels mm-hmm. real they work and i yeah. thought that it was really well handled in another way in which they take the original hocus pocus and just make it feel more real right you now because even right. the original hocus pocus i mean granted it's almost 30 years old now uh, but that original film still has a lot of that in it, and it's part of the charm of it for me. Yeah. But I was really happy to see them move away from it because I don't think it'd play as well in twenty twenty
0: two. I don't think it would because you know in the first one you know we've got we've got our two bullies you know mm-hmm. we got Ice and um, oh yeah oh yeah uh, er- Ernie Ice and Jay uh-huh. um, and and yeah I just don't feel like that would just that reeks- I just don't think that would work. Um, no, I don't think so either. Like this these day, unless the only time I could see that working in a movie now is if it was like a spoof movie. <laughs> yeah, right. I just exactly. Don't see that working, yeah. Naturally. But something that takes and... itself
1: seriously, of like this right. movie does. It, yes. You know, you, you can't run those again, and so yeah. I thought it was a really smart way to handle this. There are no like absolute villains in this film. You can make no. an argument that the Sanderson sisters, to some degree, are, but. Mm-hmm. you know given the backstory that were provided initially and in you know furthermore some of the stuff we learn about them throughout the films you know they're tragic too yeah. you know they've been yeah. constant failures and outcasts in their lives never succeeding at anything never you know being loved except for one another yeah. and there's a real tragedy to that especially at the end oh yeah yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it's a hard pill to swallow. You you do feel for them. You don't want them to be successful, but at the same time, you mm. don't want them to just absolutely fail.
0: Yeah, because while I'm watching this and 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 having seen the intro part and and feeling for them a little bit, and you're like, okay, well, they have to go away somehow at the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like what are they going to do? Um, and how are they going to pull this off without it feeling like, oh, we murdered you again? You're welcome yeah. town, you know, it's right. like, how are they going to do this?
1: But, you know, they they do it. <laughs> well, the, the first movie has a, a very traditional race against the clock, you know, mm-hmm. where yeah. they, they've got to hold out and prevent any children's souls from being swallowed before the sun right. rises the next right. morning. And you start off in the same way here. You know, the very first thing that the Sanderson sisters do is they got to get their book and they got to start working up this spell and finding a victim so that they can live again. Yeah. Right?
0: right. And so
1: you are definitely, again, walk down this path that we've experienced before, something we know, and then it mm-hmm. completely subverts itself. Right. Yeah. And in having characters who understand to some degree, at least the history, if not the magic itself through Gilbert and uh, I guess uh, to some extent through Gilbert and through Becca, mm-hmm. uh, I think really helps to give some energy to uh, approaching this story in a very different way. Right. Right. They can't just come out and do what they'd always do.
0: Right. And I thought that was kind of smart too, because, um, and we're going to get that shortly, but when they do come back, you know, at, at some point, when like, we're not sucking the souls of children's um, we're doing something different this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right. I thought that was, that was pretty, cause I'm like, what are they going to do? They're just going to like try doing the same thing, but they don't, which I think was really smart. Right.
1: So, and again, to, to speak to that though, it's all done while still wrapped in this hocus pocus world. Yeah. Right. We yeah. don't need the, the same storyline for this to work. We get a brand new storyline, but they handle right. all the characters with such reverence and such care mm-hmm. that it mm-hmm. still works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we, we get Becca and Izzy leaving the school and going to the magic shop uh, where we meet Gilbert, who is Gilbert the Great. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's running the uh, magic shop, which is the Sanders sisters' old home. And he's putting on a little show for um, some of his uh, patrons that are there and talking about, um, you know, the history of the Sanderson sisters and how they, you know, people saw them come back to life, you know, back in 1993 and talking about the black flame candle. And um, mm-hmm. I love that. He scared that little kid a little bit saying that wishes couldn't come back and then like, Oh, but if you make another candle, they sure can. And it's just like, ah, foreshadowing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very nice. So I did like, I, I did like, I loved Gilbert's character. I wasn't too sure about him again um, from the trailers, but um, I really did enjoy um, Gilbert's character a lot, especially seeing, um, you know, like his dynamic with, um, with uh, Doug Jones's character yeah, and uh, just like his, his motives <laughs> and everything. It yeah, was so great. You know,
1: uh, one of the things I wanted a little bit more from him, if I could throw a, a minor complaint is I wanted him to see and experience the magic a little bit more. Um, oh, yeah. And see his reaction to it, right? He's this mm. guy who who loves magic. He He's researched the history of traditional witchcraft and magic. And right. his shop is full of artifacts and, and for sale items that are supposedly used in witchcraft. So he's got tons of salt. He's got of what mm-hmm. the angelic something leaves that are used to ward off curses. Yes.
0: Yeah. He had some, some, I forgot what it was, but yeah, just like a little packet of some kind of leaves or herbs or something. Yeah. And he's got all
1: this stuff. He knows magic. He understands mm-hmm. witchcraft. Um, and so I wanted to see him kind of encounter that a little bit more. Right. Yeah. And, and see his reaction to it, because I think it'd be really great because he both loves it and is terrified of it.
0: Right and what i mean
1: yeah and he just as a character he's so great too
0: yeah I, I did love the fact that you know he did get to meet them and which was, which was which was nice <laughs> mm-hmm. i did love that that little part um so uh so becca and izzy um talk to gilbert and um they they buy a couple little things here and there but then he ends up uh gifting becca a nasty looking homemade candle um, does not say it's a black flame candle, but, um, gives it to her and they're just like, eh, thanks. <laughs> Cause the thing looks yeah. like it was made by, you know, I don't know.
1: A, Childish by, hands. A, a dung beetle or something like yeah. that just rolled up together. Just, it's just this lumpy m- old nasty th-
0: thing. Yeah, it's terrible. He does
1: tell them that he's imbued and- strong magic into it. Oh, did he say that? Okay. Yeah, because he's giving it to them for their seance. He knows their history. They mm. stop in every year to right. pick up the things that they need for their little mm. uh, seance in the woods. And so given that, yeah. and her 16th birthday, he provides mm. her this gift of this this magic candle that's imbued with all this power, yeah. he says. And the girls yeah. shrug it off and say thank you to the ugly right. candle, and they, they take off yeah. to the woods.
0: Yeah, and then he mentions, you know, like they say, on the witch's sixteenth birthday is when a witch gets their powers. And it's like, mm. how do you know that? <laughs> but he's definitely been studying up since uh, since nineteen ninety three. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. So so I think we jump. We don't go straight to the woods from here, do we? Because I know there's a class scene. Whether they're in class. The class scene happens before they leave. From
1: there, they run into oh. Mayor Trask, who's oh, setting yeah, up for the yeah. night's festivities. He hands a bunch of flyers for them for the upcoming uh, That's right. mayoral election. He explains yes. that C's Candies is coming back with their right. magical uh, apple caramel apples. And he's so <laughs> yes. hyped for it. Um, <laughs> yes. you know, and then he also mentions uh, the relationship between Cassie and Becca and Izzy without really yeah. knowing that things aren't going well
0: right oh you got your girls are going back out there again oh yeah 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 you know <laughs> yeah um and it was it was kind of neat but also kind of weird that the mayor is so i do want to say close but like so personable with like these teenagers <laughs> you know yeah, but like, it's you know they've been friends his daughter it's cassie's dad that's right duh they probably yeah have he's known them since like they were five that. right oh Oh my, how did I not? Okay. Like I knew yeah, yeah. that was Cassie's dad, but for some reason I was just like, watching this movie. I'm like, why is he messing around with these teenagers? Duh, because he's Cassie's right. dad. Oh my gosh. Sorry, so everybody. At this moment. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move on, Jay, to save your Just move sure. on. Just just uh, keep it going. Just, I'm not so even So from <laughs> this moment though,
1: we know that uh, Cassie's throwing a party where yes. Becca and Izzy were not invited. Becca right. and Izzy are going to move forward with their traditional uh, birthday plans on Halloween. Yes. Yes. Um and Cassie's not gonna be part of it. Um right. we know that there's a huge uh gathering downtown as well to celebrate the
0: Halloween. Yes. The Halloween right? so, uh, festival, which I thought was done really well. I really loved it. I just I think wanted so to I wanted to be there. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And
1: uh yeah, and so we, we know like so as a viewer you get the understanding, okay, there's a lot coming together. And we know the Sanderson sisters are coming back because that's the movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. But now we know that there's a, a party of children. Yes. Uh the adults are in town. You know, so we get elements of the original film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the adults are in town at this uh, gathering. The teenagers are having a party and you've got people in the forbidden woods with a supposedly magic candle looking yeah. to have a little witchcraft. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the stage is set for all the problems you can imagine.
0: Right. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Becca and Izzy are in the woods and, um, They've got uh, the candle that Gilbert gave them. And again, this set piece is just great. I mean, you can see like real trees that they've put in Mm -hmm. on this stage Um, in the background. It looks amazing. It feels amazing. Um, They do a little seance. The the candle's lit. It goes out. It comes back like a sparkly candle, which I thought was just great. They Mm. pour some water on it. It goes out and it comes back as a black flame. And they're like, what's going on here? And it won't blow out. And we get some rumbling and the earth just splits and i just love that you follow this this earth rumbling split and it like forks into like a devil's pitchfork i just Uh love that part i'm just like yes i was like that's so good and um we get that and i just love how you you it goes black the screen goes black and you just get these these quick flashes and you but what let me back up just two seconds what i loved before all that is right when the black flame is lit like you hear just a little bit of Sarah singing mm-hmm. come little children.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just like I was like oh and cuz you heard that a little bit too in the um in the opening uh origin sequence before the mother witch showed up you heard that right. same song a little bit when Sarah was kind of drawn to it. So we get that again a little bit here and then you get these flashes and you can just kind of see their silhouettes a little bit and then you know Cat and Izzy are just like what's going on and then and then bam, there they are, and the witches are back and and they just look amazing. I just love it. Looks so it looks so good. For 30, made, 30 years really older. Did. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah, you've got Bet just, I mean, how old is she now? She's 78. 78. I mean, she, Unreal. I think she's 78. Yeah. And she just absolutely
0: crushes it. Yep. Yep. She just. um let's see. What is. Okay. IMDb is not nice with ages. Um, she was born 45, so. <laughs> yeah. 76.
1: Yeah. I mean, regardless, uh, just, uh, you know, she, she's not as lithe as she was 76 30 years 76, ago.
0: Yeah. Sure. Right, yeah. right. But she still fully embodies a character. Oh, because she loves it so much. I mean, I know she's played Winifred um, a couple times between the first movie and this um, for like events and for mm-hmm. um, uh, for Disney a little bit here and there, and on her own. I think she's like borrowed the costume a couple times um, just to do her own stuff, just because she loved it so much. And yeah, she just she just dived right back in, man. It was oh just man, so it great. was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good.
1: But I mean, all of them did too. Kathy and mm-hmm. Jimmy was. It's mm-hmm. just a, she's a gift. She yeah. does such a great job. There is no one else that I could think of that could deliver those lines and that performance like she does. No. It's just so enjoyable. It's so good.
0: I love her laugh. And I love that she could still, you know, do that, that lip thing. But if, uh, yeah. I guess there's a thing where like, I guess she was doing it on the opposite side and her reasoning was just, she's like, I couldn't do it on that side anymore. Oh, wow. So she just had to switch, <laughs> switch sides. <laughs> And the reasoning that they kind of gave like in the movie, you know, she gets slapped. So they say that just kind of like slapped it to the other slapped side. Slapped it. From <laughs> Which I thought was great. Totally worked. I didn't even notice, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't notice either. Like, I, I mean, I wasn't paying attention to that for sure. But, you know, there's people out there that are even more hardcore than, you know, than you or I are. And they're going to be catching that kind of stuff. And more just power like, to um, them. They didn't, like, I didn't catch that um, the Mother Wishes outfit, is a reflection of uh, Danny's outfit from the first movie. Oh, interesting. Cause I, it did catch my eye. There yeah. was a
1: moment where I had actually paused it to, to look at her outfit because it was mm-hmm. so starkly different than what we see for the Sanderson sisters. Yeah. Vibrant. It's got a, a, a symbol on the front. And yeah. I thought, Oh, that's really strange, but yeah. it, it makes total sense.
0: Yeah. If you look at Danny's outfit, she's even got the like little feathery neck thing. I think it was yeah. just, like, a scarf, but like it, it really did mimic it quite a bit. People were like, Oh, is this Dan? I'm like, No, of course it's not Danny. I mean, it's not the same person at all, but like they were just like doing a really nice, uh, just a really nice callback. I thought that was kind of nice. And also, if you look at the hairstyles of uh, Becca, Izzy, and Cassie, they also reflect the, you know, slightly reflect the hairstyles of um, the Sanderson sisters as well.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah. They tried drawing a lot of parallels between the Mm -hmm. three. And I think it was largely effective.
0: Yeah, it was very nice. I, I went back and looked at like the hair. I'm like, because Becca's hair is kind of like Winifred's, kind of up a little bit, mm-hmm. and then Izzy's is um is kind of you know she's got like a little I think a ponytail or something in the back that kind of sticks up. And, yeah, she's got uh, a, a top knot ponytail. Yep, yep. And then and then uh, Cassie's just got the long you know straight blonde hair like uh, yeah. like Sarah. So yeah, that was that was really cool. <laughs> so yeah, we get the we get the They are back and. Um, they're dancing around. They're all happy. And um, this, this is one thing. If I had like any kind of, uh, not a complaint, but just like anything to say about the movie was just like this part here, they start singing and dancing. Like, yeah, to their immediately substance. out the gate. Yeah, right. And I'm like, well, OK, I understand the musical performance later in the movie and in the first one, you know, they're, they're, they're casting a spell and putting it on somebody. But to just have music playing and then for them to be singing like that, I was just like, eh, I was a little worried about that. And I was like, I hope they don't like do this like multiple times in the movie because I don't really want to see that. But what I did like was they started singing and dancing. And of course, Beck and Izzy are like, we got to get out of here. You know, these Sanderson sisters are here and they try to run away. (laughs) And I think it's uh, Izzy that says, who are they performing for? And and (laughs) And then I think it's Sarah that pops up and she's just like, you. And it's like so they they acknowledge the fact that they're standing there dancing around, singing and dancing, and fourth wall breaking kind of a little bit in a way, a little you bit know, sure. I guess second and a half, third wall breaking. I guess how you want to call it. So like they played it off really well, but that was one thing that just kind of it I, was, I a, strange up, it was you know, a strange choice. It was a strange choice. Yeah,
1: we try to ground ourselves in as much realism as possible throughout the first half hour of the film. Yeah, and then exactly. we come to here and they come out singing, and dancing. And don't get me wrong. I like the music. I like the performance. Yeah. I thought it was really fun, but yes. it definitely, it definitely takes you out a little bit. It does feel a like bit. a musical number in a traditional musical. Right. Um, and so it does bump you a little bit. And then they pull you mm-hmm. back in with who are we performing? Who are they performing but, for? And then
0: exactly. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the heck out. I think they pulled that off really well i really really like that i really Mm like pulling them they they pulled me back in really quick it was it was it was a great but it's
1: also i i don't like because i had that same feeling like "Eh, this isn't quite working but then i started thinking about how do you bring them back how do you bring them back and make it feel okay make it feel natural and flow
0: yeah um It, it, it it was tough because like they they died um back in Salem, originally, they come back, they get sent back to who knows where again, they're back again. And it's just like, if I were to come back a second time, I don't know if I'd be singing and dancing. I'd be like, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, and at this point, like, this was a terrible curse that we put on ourselves. Can we just rest?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, right. I mean. But they also know that they got to get back to work. They got to get to business. They're to find yeah. a yummy little child soul to
0: to yeah. devour they're like uh, and, oh children we have to eat them <laughs> yeah and they get to
1: it right away and i yeah. was expecting when uh when the sanderson sisters confront becca and izzy i was expecting mm-hmm. a similar moment like you see with mother witch where she smells them and says oh these smell off there's something interesting oh i never i didn't it. think about that yeah we don't get that though mm-hmm. uh, which which i'm appreciative of because the movie would have stopped right there
0: that would have um, been weird yeah
1: yeah instead I. Uh, you know, it would have been uh, a
0: whole different movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, here,
1: you're a witch too now. Let's, yeah, let's exactly. work together. Uh, yeah. But instead, they, uh, the girls offer up um, – they explain that you no longer need children's so- souls. You can just buy buy the potions. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the Sanders and sisters who have been gone for 30 years just assume that this mm-hmm. is true. And these yeah. girls are, are being honest with them. And so mm-hmm. uh, the girls take him to their local apothecary to go get a potion of children's souls. Yes. And they arrive at the apothecary, which is
0: a Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's so great. It's um, so good. It, it's so good because, you know, in the, in the first movie, they cut out, you know, some, some scenes where they did go to a store, mm-hmm. um, looking for ingredients to make, um, this, these, this candy to give the kids to like bewitch the kids, um, which was never, was never put in any extended scenes. It wasn't thrown in the movie at all. Um, it's never been like restored at all really. Um, so having them come back and, and really give us a nice, a nice sequence like in a store like this and, and kind of calling back to that was, was really nice. <laughs> yeah. I thought so too. Oh, yeah. And
1: we, we cool. learn here that uh, in that moment that uh, Becca and Izzy specifically are um, they have their heads about them. You know, they're not yeah. going to run away in fear. Uh, they confront yeah. the Sanderson sister, sisters in many moments throughout the film and stand tall against them, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really interesting take, too. You get Danny doing that a little bit in the original. Um, yeah. But now the same kind of force and confidence that you see out of these two. I mean they right. sell the bit that you can just buy these things. They sell it hard. And then they actually yeah. walk the Sanderson sisters to Walgreens, hoping <laughs> to delay them long enough for the sun to
0: rise. Yeah. I like um, I like that you're seeing you're seeing the Sanderson sisters being being tricked again for the umpteenth time right. by teenagers again. Um, and they're like, Okay, they're eating these lotions and stuff, we're gonna we're gonna skedaddle and they turn around and leave. And again, Kathy and Jimmy pops up. Hey, boo! where are you going? Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 you're with us. I'm going to eat you later. So it's like, even though th- it shows them being a little absent headed in some of mm-hmm. these things, um, y- they still pull you back a little bit and show that they are still like a force to be, to be yeah. like, dealt with. Of course. Yeah, right.
1: there is, they have something to them. There is magic about them, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a couple moments throughout the film where they just appear in
0: space Right, uh, I love that. I love because they didn't do that in the first film. And I love that they did right, it here. Right, some real practical magic. Right, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then from there, uh, after they after they learn that the lotions that they're drinking are not uh, actual life restorative potions, yeah, uh, they demand the girls take them to go find Book. Yes, and uh, and one thing we didn't mention is that uh, Book is displayed prominently, uh, sort of uh, chained or wrapped down to a pedestal covered in glass. Mm-hmm in the original house owned by gilbert Mm -hmm. um and uh and so it's it is book which is to me was baffling like you've got this human flesh covered book sitting on display (laughs) for anyone to view right Right. with the idea that this is a potentially incredibly dangerous witchcraft book
0: yeah and And Gilbert knows that too oh yeah he's just put it out there for tourism right I, i do want to go back uh a little bit because there was a great callback. Um, when they first um when the Saturn Sisters first come back, Winifred is just like calls out to book and she doesn't see the light beacon. So mm-hmm. then she asks um uh um Winifred, Sarah, and Mary. She asks Mary, Hey, help me out where was the book last? And then Mary references, Oh, we were in our house, we were in the cottage. Um, there are boys in in cages, so mm-hmm. I love that they call back to <laughs> to uh, Ice and Jay. Ice and Jay, yeah, <laughs> being being imprisoned in their house. I did I did love that. I was like, yeah, it's just little little tiny hints, you know, just yeah, just those little tiny peppered peppered in there. I really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, it was really well done.
0: Yeah, so so back into the apothecary, um, and uh, yeah, he, the fact that he's got. I, I love the little the little cage that is around mm. Book's eye. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not just strapped down. He's got the eye, the eye strap like the eye is going to eat somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah they leave it open just in case. Just, just in case. You never know. Yep.
1: <laughs> and so they get to their home, and the girls find that it looks similar but nothing like what it used to be. You know, Sarah's, like, special rat tails are gone. The cobwebs are dusted off. Book yeah. is there. And at yeah. their presence, Book wakens up. And uh, and Gilbert, who is still at the shop, mm-hmm. uh, sees the Sanderson sisters come in, and uh, there's a moment where he realizes that what he's done works, and right. he admits to them that he was the one, he provided them the candle intentionally, because yeah. he wanted to bring them back.
0: Right. Um. I and think. I think. No. Wait a minute.
1: Did, when does it, does that not happen? Well, there?
0: Okay. So so what happens is, um, uh, Becca and Izzy uh, actually when they're still in Walgreens, um, the Sanders sisters are trying to get them and they get some salt and yeah. they spread the salt and Winifred tries to zap them and it backfires and blows up a TV and they're distracted for like a few minutes and that's where Beck and Izzy um, escape and then they yes. run to the apothecary and that's when they bust through the doors and they're like, Gilbert, what was in that candle? Oh, and that's, that's right. When, that's when he kind of gives his little exposition of what's going mm-hmm. on. He's like, Oh, and then the book, thats when the book comes to life. And he's like, "Oh, it's alive!" And hey, buddy! And they're just like, yeah. "Are you guys friends? What's going on here?" And that's when he—he kind of explains what's going on. And then, of course, the Sanderson sisters are in tow um, mm-hmm. because he has taken the book out of the out of his case, opened it, and the big light goes up. And um, oh, that's right. That's where so they.
1: How did the Sanderson sisters get to their home?
0: From oh, how Walgreens? Did, they, um, did they take a taxi or an Uber? Nope. I can't, no, was it a uh, bus? No, was it wasn't a uh, bus. There, there's a bus later, but uh kind of a trolley. Oh, it was uh, a broomstick and uh Ah yes. And I mean, a Swiffer and And um and, what are those things called? I two just, Roombas. Two Roombas, yes. Two Roombas. Two Roombas. <laughs> <laughs> two Roombas. What oh a bold guess. choice. Oh, so it was.
1: Uh, so Winifred finds a <laughs> broom that is basically a replica of one she had originally. Right. She jumps yeah. on that, and the other sisters say, "But there's only one." Oh, find anything? We we've got to go. And yes, so got. then we cut to a Swiffer slamming on the concrete into frame, <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, love it. and then uh, and then we get uh, <laughs> Kathy and Jimmy come riding out on <laughs> surfing on two Roombas. And it is wild and amazing, all at the
0: same time. It it is glorious. I wasn't sure. I was like, I thought it'd be a little too hokey, but she just she just has so much fun. Oh, with she it, owns it so hard. I just love, so I just oh, love there's her she little calls, pets. She, I just love that she says broomies. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she calls them broomies. Like, they, yeah, they're her. They become her familiars. Little premieres, they make little, little gurgling sounds like they're alive, like like a little treble or something would. <laughs> like yeah, some she's noise. like Iron Man with her like propulsion jets flying around <laughs> the sky and two little Roombas. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's just oh, takes it's off. so good. Oh my gosh, she's like they're, and then, they're, they're misbehaving. She's like they have a mind of their own, <laughs> they have a mind of their own. She's like yelling at them. Oh, I just love it. it was so oh, good. and they're the
1: recurring characters throughout the film. And uh, and, yeah. yeah, you would think it would be hokey and cheesy and cheap, but it works, it plays every yeah. time
0: yeah it did I was I was but I, was I think that just that surprised. speaks
1: to uh it speaks to the uh the writer and director's knowledge of the original film and to the yeah. understanding of that character because that character is the only one that could pull that off
0: yeah yeah you know like Sarah couldn't do that and obviously Winifred just she would not be dealing with that there's just no of way of course be like, so, but you get no. <laughs> Mary
1: stepping on two Roombas flying <laughs> through the sky and it totally works
0: it totally worked it was, was I was so, so happy good. with it I was pleasant definitely pleasantly uh, pleasantly surprised by that so mm-hmm. so becca and izzy are in um in their apothecary home uh, with gilbert and the book and they're like hey they're they're coming back and uh, and they do they bust through the door we get that great silhouette um again another callback to the first movie when they bust through the door when they first come back and um and again they like you said they they didn't quite uh, seem like home. You know, Sarah's yeah. missing her her lucky rat's tails, and it just they said it smells. It smells like um, uh, fresh linen. I think Gilbert said. He's yeah, like, we got yeah. we got plugins for that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> we got plugins for that. Um, so they uh, you know, Winifred gets gets book back, and she traps. Uh, Beck and izzy in the basement which mm-hmm. didn't know we had that in uh, in the original house maybe that yeah was and gilbert later, proves that he, he didn't know it, knew it was existed there, either though,
1: so, yeah. yeah but gilbert He's didn't like, gilbert said the dungeon oh he the didn't. trap oh, door oh, opens yeah. yeah gilbert didn't even yeah. know and then uh yeah and then they throw literally throw the two young girls down the steps mm-hmm. shut the yeah. door and the stairs magically disappear
0: yeah, I do, I do like that. It seems like we got more magic in this movie, which I really did. And it wasn't like yeah. crazy over-the-top magic, but it was like we got more fun, Um, just a little, just a little more peppering of, of magic in this one. Like, okay, yeah. the stairs are gone. Like, that's awesome. Right,
1: it, <laughs> and it and allowed the sisters to feel more real and feel more threatening,
0: right? Yes, that's what I like, too. They did feel more th- threatening. Like, I know you mentioned earlier that this one didn't seem as dark as the first one, but and there's a lot of parts in this one I felt seemed more, definitely more spooky. Um, yeah. More, more, more real than, than the first one. More real. Yeah, definitely. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and this is, uh, this is a moment. Oh, yeah. so a- after that, uh, Gilbert offers to help and aid the sisters and mm. they, uh, they tie him to their, not tie him physically, but uh, his, they bind him to, their uh their hourglass of sand
0: i love this uh, like new thing that they had like a little more a little more um what i want to say world building a little bit like where Mm -hmm. is our where's our time our sand time turner thing
1: (laughs) yeah and he pulls it out and they they use a spell to bind him to it and and command him to go get all the ingredients they need for their spell Mm. um and it is here they've decided that they're not going to do their traditional child soul sucking spell.
0: Right. Um, This is where they decide they are going to do um, a spell that was um, mentioned at the very beginning of the movie. um, By Mother Witch. Entry by Mother Witch. Um, The first um, spell that Winifred sees, young Winifred sees in the book when she receives it is um, Magica Maxima. Mm -hmm. And that makes um one witch just all powerful and i just like that she mentions it and and book closes yeah he he doesn't want to do he doesn't want to do this spell and she mentions that book
1: does not like that spell
0: yeah um, mother Witch says book does not like that spell and he is showing it here he closes up and she opens the book again and he shuts himself again she opens up and she's like no i am I am Winifred Sanderson. You will show me the spell. So she zaps him a little bit and shows him the spell. And that's where she gets the ingredients um, that she needs to give to Gilbert uh, to to do the spell, which includes like witch's butter and uh, a petrified Petrified spider. Right. And um, there's like one one other thing in the head of (laughs) a lover. The head of a lover. And I was like, because I'm watching this, I'm like, what logical reason could they have for, cause we see Gilbert in the teaser digging up Billy Butcher. Like yeah. what reason would he be digging him up? So this was a nice plot point to like, to like bring back <laughs> Billy. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 So he's
1: got, he's now charged. If he does, if he fails to uh, acquire all the ingredients before the hourglass finishes, the last grain right. of sand hits, then yeah. he's dead. Yeah. So you've got him now, uh, sort of coerced into aiding the uh sanderson sisters in their grab for power in the meantime you've got the two young protagonists locked in the dungeon basement of the sanderson Mm -hmm. sisters home yeah and uh and leave it up to uh izzy who seems to be the brains of the outfit throughout the film Mm. um she realizes that she's got in her hands um this angelic root or whatever it is is these Mm -hmm. leaves that are supposed to ward off curses right so she lays them in a small circle they set them on fire and uh she offers up maybe we have to do the hand wavy thing that the sanderson Mm -hmm. sisters did to get the magic to work (laughs) yeah and they do this and the stairs magically reappear in front of them the curse Mm -hmm. is broken and they can escape
0: yeah which is you know, and this is at this point, I think that Izzy's just like, um, did we just do that? Or did you, right. I'm not sure if she mentioned like, if it was just Becca that did that, but she's like, I don't know if her hands were glowing at that point, but it was like, yeah,
1: Becca's hand and, glowed
0: light, white, blue. Yeah. Um You saw that just before the stairs reappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she mentions um when she was pouring the salt, when they were in Walgreens, like she's like the salt, in, the salt in the store and, and the stairs, she's like, what's going on here (laughs) Mm -hmm. so they get out and um they make the stairs reappear and they get up and they realize that they you know they've got to stop what's going on um now oh the final thing for the spell was the blood of their enemy oh that's right blood of their enemy that's right yes and then that's where um that's where mayor trask comes back in right Um, the
1: the flyers and pamphlets for his campaign were left in the Sanderson sisters home. When the girls came and originally got the candle, they see that and realize this uh, is Trask. Yes. This is the descendant of Reverend Trask who banished them from their home and set them on this journey to become witches and who is their known enemy.
0: Right. And so so they set off to go find him. Yeah. So they've got Gilbert out there getting witches' butter, head of a lover and a petrified spider and the sanderson sisters are heading towards the um the halloween festival to try to find uh the mayor they have no idea where he is at, at this point so they have to go find tim and of course when Beck and izzy get out they're just like they they know that that's who they're going after so they have to go help their friend and um try to save her and her dad from <laughs> from the sanderson right. sisters oh this gets so this gets so good (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
1: and so this is where where things really start to heat up right the sanderson sisters are back in the world um Mm -hmm. they head to this this carnival this halloween carnival um and uh and then you've got uh gilbert out in the graveyard digging up billy butcherson yeah and uh and he goes to you know he's how am i gonna dig six feet a, uh, in that amount of time. And the first shovel hit he, he throws strikes wood <laughs> and Billy bursts out of a like six-inch
0: grave. I just love playing, <laughs> that's not six foot, and then... And then pff, blam, shit. yeah. <laughs> Billy, Billy the corpse
1: zombie guy comes bursting yeah. out,
0: scaring the life out of him. Oh, I just love... Little quick jokes like that are just like yeah. my... my my weakness my bread and butter whatever you want to call it i just love i just love those quick little little snippets of a joke like oh that. especially it. when
1: it plays in character it's so well done yeah and uh <laughs> yeah and so billy jumps out and introduces himself and learns that mm-hmm. his history billy butcherson's history um through all of time he is known as winifred's ex-lover right and this is something he cannot stand He's, He's like, like we shared one kiss in the woods and that was it. That was it, right. <laughs> and so Gilbert says, you help me find the ingredients on this list. Yeah. I will be certain that your name and throughout history and who you were is rewritten. And he right. jumps at the offer. He's so the like, two of them. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, venture off into the world as well to go find these ingredients. It's starting this yeah. really like fun and quirky little side story. Yeah. Oh so fun so they're playing far. they're playing carnival games together you know oh, yeah.
0: it's just <laughs> i love that they're, what are they doing they're throwing something were they like
1: uh eyeballs on a spider web
0: yeah it was like little velcro balls trying to yeah. get them on onto a spider or something like that that was yeah. that was pretty that was pretty fun
1: to gain the petrified spider which is just a stuffed spider but didn't seem to matter you know yeah he was like the this heart close was there
0: enough. this is close enough <laughs> So at one point, though, um, Gilbert takes off and leaves uh, Billy to finish the Carl Game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we do cut at some point to. I don't know if they're there at the same time, and I don't know how they would have missed each other, but while they're there, also the Sanderson sisters are there looking for Trask. Right. And um, they run into a gentleman who's like, Oh, the Sanderson sisters, you guys are looking for the stage, aren't you? And of course, Winifred's like, Always. And, you know, they. They uh they get up on stage, and there's like a a, a drag queen contest. Is yeah, like contest a, a Sanderson Sanderson sisters sister lookalike drag
1: contest. Yes. I don't know if everyone was in drag, but many of the groups were. Yeah. And, uh and they kind of thrust the Sanderson sisters into the back of the group, and then announce the winners yeah. who are not the original Sanderson sisters right and uh, and Winifred cannot stand that
0: no well I like before I like before that they get up on stage and and Mary Sanderson goes up to like just this big burly dude that's dressed up like uh like her oh and yeah she looks and she's just like I look awesome and I was just like oh that's so great <laughs> <laughs> I just was so great oh my gosh it was so good. yeah they they don't they don't win the contest and of course, like you said, Winifred is like not standing for this. So she tells everybody to get off her stage, get out of here. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, Oh, they're going to perform. They're doing a bit. And, uh, she tells the band, you know, try to keep up and we get a, gr- dude, I'm going to, I'm going to start getting messy at again. Cause I don't know why this hit me so hard, but they just start going into a rendition of, um, uh, I'm going to get you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm sorry, I don't know the song that well. I'm not sure if that's what the song's actually called, but... Yeah, um, so it's One Way or you... Another. One yeah. Way or Another, I'm going to get you. Yeah, um, one Way, yeah. I, I don't know the original um, uh, author of that song. Uh, who? Oh, I'm terrible at that stuff. It's okay. One, um, one Way. I feel like I should know it. Um, Blondie. Yeah, it Blondie? Blondie. Yeah, by Blondie. Yeah, um yeah by Blondie <laughs> so, mm-hmm. it's just and it's just great and it's just I love hearing oh yeah them, I mean you've got yeah Midler singing uh just and
1: this is the moment that really sold me on the entire thing yeah right mm-hmm. I I know you you had a, a a visceral emotional reaction to it I did I it, really it did. struck me too <laughs> this was the moment for me where everything else around me stopped and I just focused on the screen and mm-hmm. this is what really pulled me in because their performance in uh for the song it was just so good and then the way the audience because they were bewitching the audience again and the way the audience responded in unison dancing and moving to the music the whole thing was was shot beautifully it was done amazingly and and uh and the three actresses just they they went for it again and it felt so good to see it was so wonderful and having a new song Mm -hmm. everything about it was was so good
0: Yeah. I just love, you know, they're, they're up there, they're dancing around, they're jumping around. And I, like you said, I love the audience's reaction. They're like leaning one way, then leaning another way. Mm-hmm. And then when, when, when like, lead us to your mayor, cause they just, that's who they're, they're looking for. You know, mayor Trask or they're like, they don't know where he's at, you know, lead us to your mayor. They turn around and they start doing like, like a, a thriller esque, you know, shuffle, slow dance shuffle towards the mayor. And, um, and the Sanderson sisters take off on their brooms, their broomies, and they're you know flying over top of this this crowd, and they're just like, Hey, why are you guys going so slow? No, no, no. And I good. just love that bit. It's like, yeah, we bewitched you guys, and, and I think Winifred says, even bewitched, they're useless. And it's just it's just it shows that they're they're powerful, yes. They can bewitch like an entire town if they want to, but at the same time you fumble the ball just a little bit you know? every <laughs> single time right it. yeah yeah it's so yeah great, nothing just, works well for him yeah it just oh, i've watched that scene i don't know how many times at this point but i just loved seeing everybody shuffle dancing around to that mm. song and, and hearing winifred singing and or bet singing yeah it just, it, it just you know so it's great. just another
1: moment where you realize the filmmakers really cared
0: yeah they like they were fans of the original you
1: could tell that this meant something to them because they put real mm-hmm. love and care into this film and it shows through the performances it shows in the way it's shot
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: it's just it's handled with such reverence and respect and it really yeah. plays through and makes it a really powerful sequence
0: it is really great i just i just loved and i love that it continued on a bit because mm. um i think we'll get a I think um, after that we get a few more scenes of um, Billy and Gilbert um, looking for their items. I think they go find the the witch butter or whatever, and yeah. then we cut to Mayor Trask. He's he is at the uh, Halloween festival and he's wanting to get his his candy apple. And we get a great scene with like people just like pulling candy apple after candy apple after candy apple from mm-hmm. the vendor, and he's just looking. He's like, "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> and so. He gets yeah, a phone
1: call. Sisters, he gets a phone call. Yeah, he gets a phone call from Becca and Izzy as they escape uh, the Sanderson sisters' home. That his daughter is having a party at his house.
0: Oh, that's right. That's when they call him. Yeah, that's and right. so he says,
1: he says to the people behind him in line, "Please hold my spot. I'll be right back." Yeah, and because they actually
0: top. tried calling, they actually tried calling Cassie first, and she was still kind of upset.
1: Right, and um, Cassie and so couldn't she hear, hear them of the. Well, she did answer, and they Facetimed, but um,
0: when they, they were in the base
1: because of the curse,
0: right? Right, 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 right. That's right. And so okay. she thought she just got butt dialed, so she's
1: extra yeah. hurt,
0: so and, she like, not, and, and the girls couldn't reach her, <laughs> right? And then, and so they call um, Mayor
1: Trask when they get out.
0: Yeah, and uh, they tell him what's going on to get him to go home. And before he can leave, I just love it's great that the the bewitched group of um, townspeople do show up. Mm-hmm. uh and find him and just kind of like dance around him a little bit and he's like yeah this is kind of cool this is, he's like just getting into it's it it's a flash mob he, it's a flash mob it's great and then they end yeah. up like kind of just like leaning up and, t- and touching him a little bit and then now that they found him they're kind of like broken from the spell and they just yeah the like, bewitching spell is gone and then they just kind of like disperse, disperse a little bit i do like that some of the people um in that group were dressed up like people from uh the first um, Halloween party in the first one, yeah, like right, um, yeah. There was a callback to um, uh, Max's mom um, mm-hmm. dressed up like a Madonna and stuff like that. So if you look close, there's a lot of great callbacks um, in costumes. There, I believe you can also see um, uh, the brother and sister that played the devil and his wife in the first one. Names I can't recall, but there's there's a couple that's dressed up that <laughs> the guy calls back yeah. to that too. <laughs> oh, so great! So yeah. The Sanderson sisters, they're they they were tired of waiting, so they took off, and um, they found the oh. village idiot, <laughs> which yep. happened to be Cassie's uh, boyfriend, Before boyfriend that, think, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Um, they when they when Beck and Izzy get out of uh, the Sanderson sisters' home, um, they steal Gilbert's trolley to drive to um, to drive to Cassie's home. Yeah right i believe that's where they went yeah they want to
1: try to meet uh mr trask there to protect him keep him away from the sanderson sisters and so they drive his little like uh tourist trolley to her house (laughs) they knock on the door and cassie's obviously upset because she knows that they ratted her out and her party was ruined and she's going to be grounded forever because they tattled on her and so she's upset they're trying to explain the situation. The Sanderson sisters are back. She's not buying mm-hmm. any of it. And then Mike no. comes running down the center of the street, <laughs> screaming. Good and you Mike. see behind him Winnie, Sarah, and Mary flying yeah. in their broomies, coming yeah. after him. And it's at yeah. that moment that uh, Cassie realizes, "Oh, there's something real here." Yeah. The Sanderson sisters land and see that there's another Trask, a young mm-hmm. daughter Trask, and they don't need yeah. to find the Mary any longer because. Uh, the blood of their enemy exists in her as well.
0: Right. I think, I don't think they see that yet because I know the, the girls see. Oh, you know, you're right. Flying. Yeah. Um, They they run and hide from her. They run into the house. Yep. They run into the house first and they kind of just scatter um, because they, they bust down the front door of the Mm trash house and they're like spread out and go find, um, go find the mayor. And so they, they go in and they wind up in in the garage at this point and they're like okay we see somebody and uh, the girl's trick the sanderson sisters um by they need some water i believe um, they need uh, they sh- need a like a, a berry juice a specific <laughs> berry juice as yeah.
1: part of their spell and right. uh, Becca holds a water bottle and says, "This is the only type
0: of this berry juice that exists in all of Salem. If you want it, right, you know, stay right there." <laughs> right. And uh, and they believe her for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> the forty-year-old teenager.
1: Yep. <laughs> because the Sanderson sisters can't help themselves but get into trouble, yeah. and uh, as they do that, uh, Izzy and Cassie run out from their hiding places with salt and make a circle of salt around the sanderson Mm -hmm. sisters and then they explain that they can't they can't leave the circle and so they're trapped there yeah so not only
0: does that block their magic like they can't even like (laughs) winifred just takes sarah and just keeps slamming her face into this invisible barrier of salt i just so good so good yeah her face squishes up against invisible walls yeah oh gosh it's like throughout the whole movie like she's being so mean to them at the same point but you know that she just loves her sisters and i just Mm -hmm. i love what it leads up to but um so so they're trapped and mayor trask does eventually get back um home and then that's when the sanderson sisters realize oh this girl here is the daughter of you know mayor mayor trask um and
1: how well so he has this beautiful moment where he comes out and he sees the alleged sanderson sisters in his garage and he says oh your costumes are great here and they right. uh and they call they call him by some name he's like oh i'll play the reverend and he he delivers this line as the reverend and he's like ah I can, right. I can do better uh, <laughs> that's right that's the, right these women the witches are still caught in this circle of salt uh mm. and uh and you think like maybe he's gonna help him out or something like that and yeah. then uh I don't recall he either. He takes off, or I don't recall what happens in that moment. But I know that I remember how the, the witches escape.
0: I, I remember how they get out. I don't know where he. I can't remember where he goes. I think he goes. He sees oh, he goes back to get his okay. caramel apple. He goes back to try to get his caramel apple because he yeah. sees that everybody's okay and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, "Those aren't real witches." He's like, "I'm going back." <laughs>
1: yeah. He goes back to get his caramel apple only to find that. uh, And then the sisters are still stuck there until the heroes Mm -hmm. of the film arrive. Broomies. Broomies. Yes. The Roombas, the Roombas (laughs) come zipping in and, uh, and uh, Mary delightedly explains, Oh, they love messes. And the Roombas come (laughs)
0: zipping up to the line of salt and start sucking up the salt around the circle. And so that the so women can good. escape they just, and they're making that little noise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little they make a little these little critter oh. noises oh it's so good so so that starts sucking the salt up and, and Mayor Triask has left he's gone back to um, he has gone back to the festival um, and it's at this point um, that uh, um, Billy has gone back to uh, the apothecary uh, the Sanderson sisters home because um gilbert has gone back there to try to stop the sand thing because he doesn't want to do the spell anymore right um so billy shows up and he's like oh you were actually working with them he's like oh, i'm not working with you anymore and then and then uh, gilbert's like no wait 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 and he needs his head still so he chases him down and he ends up just just putting him in a headlock and taking his head and taking the quote-unquote petrified um spider and running to the woods Mm-hmm. And then we cut back at some point to where Becca and Izzy and Cassie and Mike are all standing by the trolley, uh, talking about what's going on. And then we get this oh, we get this great scene of Winifred just swooping down and kidnapping Cassie and just taking just off, just
1: snatching her right off the and ground, just,
0: just snatching her up. It's, like it's honestly needed... the
1: most terrifying part of the whole film. It was
0: because, like, I mean, just it's like, out what, of nowhere, what do you do. <laughs> Yeah, Cassie
1: yeah. and uh, and Beck and Izzy are having this makeup moment where they're explaining why mm-hmm. or how they got to where they are in their relationship. It's a right. it's a nice little moment between the three women, and uh, yeah. and then out of nowhere, zoom! Cassie gets grabbed by the shoulder and pulled away to the yeah. woods, and yeah. it's a terrifying moment. And Winifred starts you know her witches cackle oh, yeah. as Cassie's screaming, and yeah. they all take off after her.
0: Yeah, because they don't know. Like, what do we do? Like, mm-hmm. and you kind of don't know where she's going. Um, right. But I'm not sure how they figure out.
1: Well, they know. They that, know at that moment true.
0: that they're going to the woods
1: because okay. they know that they need um their the magical altar, a magical space. Right, and they they, must they know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Becca knows that this is their spot in the woods. Right. right and they Thank mentioned why we why do we do it here oh i was always drawn here you know they're constantly oh, alluding right. to to becca's internal magic as a witch right right she was drawn to that spot in the woods for their seances every every yeah. year
0: um and so the mother witch at the beginning does mention that this this spot in the woods is is a is sacred spot for, for witches and right. they come back here to like rejuvenate their powers and stuff so yeah right yeah and so, so that's what they had Yeah, that's where everybody's going. Everybody's going to the woods. We're going back to the original spot um, where the Sanderson sisters were brought back again. And um, we've got this, there's a little altar there where Gilbert has put (laughs) poor Billy's head and the fake spider and everything else is there. Um, And the Sanderson sisters show up and they tie up Cassie. And I can't remember how they get her blood because they need her blood. Oh, Winifred scratches her with her nail.
1: Across that's what throat. i
0: thought okay <laughs> oh that's right that was yeah. pretty freaky too when you
1: think about yeah. it i mean oh a without hesitation she's like walking right by her and she you know full swing of her arm across yeah. her throat and that's takes great. that blood and drops it into the uh around the the makeshift cauldron area that they have and then yeah. gilbert shows up with all the ingredients that they need they place yep. it around and the mm-hmm. women begin chanting uh their spell Mitch. Magica, Magica Magica maxima I believe. Was <laughs> the name of the spell, You're right? And yes. they start performing the spell. Um Becca and Cassie are not far behind. Mm-hmm. Um or Becca rather Becca and Izzy are not far behind.
0: Yeah, yeah, Becca and Izzy are are hot on their trails. They they sneak up. They're they're kind of in the woods a little bit, they see what's going on. They see they see Cassie tied up. They see the witches doing their spell and they have to do it like seven times so they've got, you know, given us a little a little leeway here for them to figure out what to do. Um yeah. Gilbert, I believe, shows back up to kind of stop them. Right. I think Winifred kind of like she brushes him off. And he she sends brushes him, him off. He goes flying through the woods. And I'm like it, he could have died. Yeah, he's not. A, he's not living through that. Well, and then he Becca decided. and
1: Izzy. Becca goes, "Oh, should we go help him?" He's like, Nah, he's he's fine. We're <laughs> like here he for Cassie. This whole, <laughs> yeah, right. He started this whole yeah. thing.
0: It's his fault. We'll figure it yeah. out later. <laughs> so we we'll, we'll deal with him later. Let's go get Cassie. Yeah. So. So Becca and Izzy are, are watching this, and and Becca's just like her hands; she's just like you know, you can tell she's angry. Um, and Izzy sees that her hands are glowing. She's like, "Okay, y- you're a witch." <laughs> and she's yeah, like, yeah, she oh puts it gosh. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they finally put that together. So she's like, "Well, you've got to do something." So uh, they have an idea to di- like distract them so that they can um, so that they can get uh, Cassie out and uh, steal books so that they can't do their spell. Um, and they're successful on that. They, um, they're able to, you know, take back, uh, and steal book and they free Cassie. And is it, this uh, is the
1: moment though, they take book, not by just scooping him off the ground. Uh, so Becca sh- throws a, Oh, that, throws a bolt. And hits Winifred with her magic. Mm-hmm. And Winifred yeah. Winifred sees the magic spinning around her hand and, and acknowledges yeah. it and calls it out. And Becca right. throws a bolt at her and it just kind of bounces off of her, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh and then uh she they go to attack her. And it's in this mm-hmm. moment where they're in this this magical space that suddenly Mary and Sarah find that they're as powerful as Winifred, or at least so they believe, and they're right. capable of casting these bolts of magic as well. Winifred's yeah. is green, Sarah's is red, Mary's is blue, yeah. uh, and no, uh, no, Mary's is because uh, uh, Becca's is blue. Yeah, um, purple, maybe. Yeah, they're, they're, they're Whatever color right. they are, <laughs> right? Oh, Sarah's <laughs> is yellow. Uh, I believe. Mm. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, they all have yeah. their own color magic that they cast, and uh, yeah. and Becca. Th- uh, who has now reached back and gotten Cassie free or mm-hmm. is he Cassie free uh, yeah. they go to blast her with magic and she throws her hand up creating a force field Well yeah. all three elder witches start blasting over their magic mm-hmm. um, and uh, they remember reading in the book that mm-hmm. uh, you know they must share the magic amongst themselves. So the right. three young teenagers take hands together and through that mm-hmm. are capable of pushing back and withstanding the force of uh, the three elder witches, right? Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then she makes a comment about her power, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then is uh, they're trying to get, uh, I can't remember the exact order of things, but uh, Winifred's trying to get Book to open back up to the, uh, to the spell and uh and becca calls book over and she puts her hand out like winifred always does and calls book over and then uh winifred doesn't seem concerned and she talks to book
0: i think because they have the when they're underneath the protective bubble that um mm-hmm. that becca izzy and cassie are are creating they have the book at that point and the oh, that's how trying know. to blast through and oh because she's yes like, winifred oh. Says she's like she i don't need book she's like yes I don't need book but she thing. gets
1: but i think it's really important to acknowledge that she gets a book yeah. by calling book book chooses her over right. winifred because winifred is trying to do this incredibly powerful right. dangerous spell that he does yeah. not approve of
0: right yeah. like, yeah, because I, I think book that happens once they go back to stop them to, right. to try to stop them from doing the spell, yeah, right. Because they're like, because yeah. they read the spell in the book, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is going to destroy this family. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sanders. Well, we haven't said family. why. We haven't said why. Haven't said why yet. <laughs> so they're like, we we need to we need to stop them, you know, because mm-hmm. of the, we need to tell them what's going to happen, you know, because um, they don't, you know, I think bad to happen, but they don't want them to finish the spell either. So they go back. And they try to reason with um, Winifred, but Winifred has already completed the spell at this point. Right, and it's it's very important to notice at this point too that while we're while they're doing this magic maxima spell, Winifred's eyes glow purple. Yeah, and at the very beginning of the movie, the mother witch's eyes also do the same thing; they glow right. purple. So when she said that she lost her coven, and she's like, you know people can be mean to witches. I'm thinking that she had a coven and she did this magic of max of a spell and this, and something happened, which, right. So I guess we should say that the, the
1: hitch of the spell is that you must sacrifice that, which you love the most in this world. Right. And so obviously for Winifred, the thing that she loves the most is her family, her sisters. Yeah. And so uh, as they're casting the spell, it's only Winifred's eyes that light up. And she commands right. throughout the film that she is a powerful one. That she is going yes. to take this spell for herself, become yeah. all powerful, right? Yeah. You, and then you have her power challenged when Mary and Sarah uh, are given, uh, are, their powers are um, sort of enlightened and they suddenly have this bit, magic. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. now she's even more incensed and she wants this power for herself because she's always been the most powerful. Right. And so they, they, they complete this spell. Um, and then unbeknownst to them, uh, for a brief moment,
0: uh, she has sealed the, her faith. Yeah. Cause the, the candle goes out and, and it starts to be dawn and they're still alive. All right. three of them, all three of them and are they're, fine. They're excited. They're excited. They're happy. They're dancing around. They couldn't be happy. They're like, we're alive. This is great. Maybe they don't have to eat children anymore. Who knows? Like Mm -hmm. at this point we're like, yeah, this is, this is amazing. Um, But we see Cassie, Izzy and Becca with the book not looking so happy (laughs) because we know what's about to happen, you know? So, and then we see uh, the wind. How does, how does Sarah phrase it?
1: um, The wind is stealing me or the wind is.
0: The wind is stealing my fingers. Something, yeah, the wind is stealing my is, fingers. She's yeah.
1: basically, you know, Thanos has snapped his fingers and uh, yeah. and so they're turning to dust. They're, they're blowing yeah. away. They're disintegrating. And it's yeah. at that moment that Becca reveals that in order to complete the spell, you must sacrifice those that you love. And Winifred yeah. is still standing strong and powerful. And then she notices yeah. her sisters start to leave. And you have her sisters saying their farewells. You know, yeah. sharing, professing their love for one another and their appreciation of their relationship and each other through yeah. all of these hundreds of years uh, and saying goodbye. Yeah. And it's at that moment that uh, that they they disappear. And Winifred's left all powerful. She's casting lightning bolts across the town of Salem yeah. from her hands. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then she has to contend with the fact that her sisters are gone and she's all alone.
0: Yeah. Because uh, Becca said that... Um you know, she's like, didn't you read the warning? She's like, there was no warning, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I don't need to read that, you know? And she's like, well, you had to sacrifice, you know, what you love most in this world. And, you know, they start disappearing and she's like, Oh, my my sisters, my sisters. Mm -hmm. She's like, Oh, you know, my my sisters, but uh, you know, they're mine and and, and I love them. They're all
1: that I have.
0: And And so Becca asks book, if there's anything
1: they can do to stop this.
0: Well, I, I think Winifred, is like pleading with book, oh, because because yes. Becca's okay. got Winifred. Becca's like holding the book like to her chest, yeah. like pretty pretty tight, um, and Winifred's, like book book, please show me something, show me anything, and the eye is just like you know I, I can't do anything I can't, mm-hmm. and she's just she's pleading and it's just like I'm getting misty eyes just remembering all this, but she's just like pleading with the book, you know, please do something, and um, finally book does kind of like whip open a little bit for um to show Becca a spell and uh a
1: reuniting spell they're like
0: a uniting spell mm-hmm. and uh Becca's going through and reading it and uh Cassie and Izzy are doing the Ithaca magica it, it, I can't remember it, yeah. the incantation yeah. but the Sanderson right. sister the normal incantation that they do for their spells. Mm-hmm. And um Winifred's just ecstatic, you know, and she's waiting for her sister Thank to you. come back. Right you know thank you thank you right and um she completes the spells and she's like well where are they and you know and sadly becca has to explain she's like this spell was not made to bring them back to you it was to send you to them and i'm getting choked up (laughs) i'm literally getting choked up well i loved
1: i if i i'll step back and i think this moment the way again the way this is handled like many other parts of the film was done with such reverence for Mm -hmm. this character Mm -hmm. right uh you know, she's basically killed her sisters, right? Yes, she is not yes. deserving of a kind uh, farewell, right. but she's afforded to it through the humanity of Becca and even Book, I guess, to some extent. Um, yeah. And uh, and she's given, you know, she mentions she'd give up her magic for her sisters. Yeah. You know, my horse, my horse, or a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. Yeah. And uh, you know, she's willing to give it all just so that she could yeah. have them back to her, and yeah. uh, and and she's grateful. At the end yeah. for becca yeah. and that choice yeah. she's thankful she genuinely mm-hmm. does not care about losing magic because she gets her sisters back you know there's yeah. that moment of realization that you know everything that they've been chasing for the past 300 years means nothing
0: mm-hmm. in
1: relationship to having each other
0: yeah and it's a really I mean,
1: powerful moment
0: yeah just i mean losing losing her life again and knowing that she is going to be Gone, but at least you know, with her sisters, um, you know, she raises her hands up and she's like, "Oh, this is you know wonderful, you know," and mm. and she's happy and she's like, "I'm going to be with my sisters and one last time." You know, they're they're basically these you know sparkly dust clouds next to her. Yeah, you know, she's fading away and she says, sisters one more time," and they all just swirl together and shoot and up poof, and just, poof, and. It was just it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's just such a great, just such a great way to end their, their story. You know, it yeah. was just, that was just so great. Uh, you know, it was very emotionally draining for me. Uh, watching yeah. that. Watching oh, that. No doubt. You know, cause you, you fall in love with these characters and to see them like go away that, you know, it's going to be for good. Yeah. Da, in question mark, you know. Well, at seventy
1: six years old, it's probably going to be good,
0: right? Right. So, um, yeah, that was an yeah, emotional, emotional scene.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an emotional for that reason, obviously, for uh, the loss of these for the end of these these characters in their story, but mm-hmm. also our experiences with them too. You know, yeah. granted, it's only two movies over the course of almost thirty years, but right, you know, each of these movies had a profound impact on not just
0: our lives specifically, but mm-hmm.
1: also the culture surrounding Halloween. Right. Well, we've had thirty yeah,
0: years to obsess about that yeah. first movie and obsess yeah. about the Sanderson sisters and watch we have it been, every holiday. Uh, yeah, I mean, what was it? Two years ago, uh, thirty-one nights of Halloween in free form played Hocus Pocus every day in October. Yeah, 100%. every day. <laughs> Deservedly little little so, bit, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean,
1: and so yeah. And then we, and so this is our our farewell as as mm. much as it is theirs, and it was it was handled really gracefully. Yeah, uh, you know the, these characters, by their own negligence, by their own lack of right. foresight or understanding, by their yeah. own choices, have ended their themselves in their story. Right. Um, but in doing so, they regain their humanity and their connection yeah. to one another, which is a really powerful moment. And, and yeah. Winifred takes a moment to acknowledge uh, Becca and her coven, mm-hmm. you know, Izzy and Cassie. And, yeah. and you know uh, their relationships, right? And yeah. Additional parallel between the two groups. Yeah. Just so well done, so
0: gracefully handled in
1: mm-hmm. a really powerful moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love, I loved it. I loved it. You know, I was crying like a baby. I mean, <laughs> I loved it. Mm-hmm. And we do get to say goodbye to Billy too. Um, yeah. Obviously, Billy gets her magic. Yep, yeah, her magic was still lingering after the last time that they, you know, vanished. Um, mm-hmm. So with them being super gone yeah. um you know you know he disappears too as well which causes a little bit of a, a an issue with the first one because you know binks um the cat dying right. and then his soul being released finally when winifred was um quote-unquote destroyed you know why did that happen then but billy didn't disappear. And why is this happening now? And not? It's just um, yeah. Um, just just a little thing like that. Um, I just you know, popped into my head, and I just you know kind of paid attention to a little thing like that. Not a big deal. Doesn't ruin anything. But sure, just, sure. You know, a little point. I, I mean, yeah.
1: And Gilbert Gilbert returns seemingly with zero broken ribs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and mentions that he will still share the true story of Billy Butcherson, and and, right. and so Billy gets a a fateful and happy parting himself, which is kind yeah. of nice because yep, he, he is very much a tragic character, right? Yeah, he's brought back, you know, he's murdered by Winifred, uh, mm. his mouth sewn shut, and then he's brought yeah. back to life, uh, you know, almost almost three hundred years later, right. and then he's buried, and for thirty <laughs> years he lies awake in a coffin six inches mm-hmm. underground. Yeah. and you know he's finally given his own rest and it's nice you know he's like gilbert
0: finally rest
1: (laughs) yeah gilbert promises to to share the real story and and Mm -hmm. you know provide him that gift and then uh and then asks for book back and becca says no i think i'll keep him he's chosen right yeah and you know and that's when we head to the denouement of the story and we wrap up
0: yeah yeah they um they take off and we see the three the three new witches, the three new the new coven, just kind of strolling down the street, and they—they, they, I love that they do that little bit of a walk. The walk. The cross. Hey, why walk are we doing this? That, I don't know. Why We're are we doing laugh. this? I don't know. It just feels right. I think she says yeah, something like that. That really is sweet. And we get mm-hmm. our we get our first hint at something that could continue into a third story. We do see um, the red winged blackbird, which yep. was um, the mother witch's uh, form. Um, you know, just kind of swoop down and following the girls now at the end. Yeah. Whether that means she could be just keeping an eye on them or maybe she's, you know, Hey, there's book again. You know, maybe she wants to do something else. We don't know. Right. Um, Which was, you know, you know, I would have been happy with just that. Um, But we do have a post credit scene, which Mm -hmm. I was happy with. Um, And I hope that's all it is. I hope it's just a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, We, we end up back at Gilbert's magic shop. And we get, um, um, cobweb is the name of the black cat. That is a a great, just a great little fun, uh, nod to Binks and uh, cobweb jumps on the shelf, um, next to a box that, uh, says, um, uh, BF candle number two in some way, BFC or something like that. Uh, number two to indicate that there is another black Black flame flame candle, candle, which I have issues with. I hope it's just a great nod. Um, because I, I'll just say this, and then I'll let you uh, have your point, and then we can end this uh, two-hour-long podcast. Um, I don't want to see another hocus. Yeah, movie. I think I don't want to see another capture... one with with the Sanderson sisters. Right. I, I don't want to see Winifred, Mary, or Sarah back. They're the way that they ended this is is perfect, and for them mm-hmm. to be brought back again would Lessen the impact that this movie's ending had. Oh, it I mean, would absolutely undercut it. I don't want that. Same, time. same,
1: especially because you know the the scissors have regained humanity to an extent and found their the true uh, their true value in one another, right? Yeah. Uh, and you would undermine that completely to bring them back, unless they were mm-hmm. brought back in, in a different capacity. But even still, it feels cheap,
0: right? i want yeah, i could um, see if they if they were if they were brought back like if they did it if they ended this movie in a way where it's like yeah i could see them coming back if they were brought back i would want them to see them brought back in like um in a protagonist role
1: yeah or as a mentor role
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah you know like maybe uh, mother witch comes back and she's evil and they need to bring back the sanderson sisters to help fight the mother witch, right? Because you know, because Winifred the-
1: constantly maintains that she's the most powerful witch in the world, right? She's got that. I can see something thing. like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah
1: I, I feel the same way. They, they, you know, they caught magic in a bottle twice. Uh, what yes. are the chances it's going to happen a third time? Especially <sighs> after the bows have been, you know, strong across this film, it, it right. feels complete. the it, The yeah. story feels done, and I'm content with it. Now, would mm-hmm. I love to see more of Salem and and this world? Sure. Yes. but not in this way it doesn't work in this way and, mm-hmm. and i think we need to allow you know these characters to rest as much as uh, yes. the movie has done so you know yeah. let them live through these two opportunities and then if they right. choose to explore more through becca casting is he sure we can yeah look at something like that and mm-hmm. go in a different direction i would yeah. love to see you know uh, good witches come from mm-hmm. this yeah. Um, and explore what that could mean to have, mm-hmm. you know, three a coven of three good witches and how they exist in yeah. this world of witches versus Because there is
0: there there is a there's a part um earlier in the movie where um when they're walking up to the Walgreens, I think Becca says something about um, I forget what word she uses to describe something. And Winifred says something. Along the lines of, I think I know her. Like, she, I think we knew that witch coven in Paris or something. So there's other, there's, there is a world yes. out there. There's other covens. So you right. could, you could go back and, and have a beginning, Um, you know, go back to the origin with the original three younger Sanderson sisters. Maybe they run into some witches and, you know, and then come back to now time. And then like, mm-hmm. maybe there's some other bad witches that show up that have sure. some ties to the Sanderson in some way but not bringing them back again you're a great agreed agreed yeah. yeah yeah
1: this movie just felt too complete
0: yeah absolutely it's they did it and that, that's mm-hmm. that's that's all they needed to do and i i loved it and yeah i'm gonna watch it's just a great twofer right there back to back um i'm gonna enjoy it every halloween and mm-hmm. um i hope freeform starts playing it on their 31 nights of halloween like I can't see them not doing that, but it's a Disney plus thing too at the same time. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, oh, any, any last thoughts? Uh, we've been talking for two hours, buddy.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> I think uh, I loved it. It's, it's very much worth anybody who's skeptical, anybody who hasn't experienced any of this, it's very much worth diving into. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really cherishes and holds Halloween up high and celebrates yes. it in a really positive and fun way. Yeah. Um, and uh, and
0: it's just a quality flick. It, it is. It was really great. I um, it held my expectations. It exceeded my expectations. Absolutely. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, like like you said, if if you haven't seen it, you know, check it out. If you know any way you can, if you don't have Disney Plus, you know, find a friend or a relative or somebody you can go and. Don't let this Halloween season
1: pass without catching these two movies.
0: Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. I, I implore you because that's what this. It's yeah. just the embodiment of Halloween, these two movies right here. And they're they're just they're just great for the it's great for the whole family. <laughs> Share in the joy that they bring. Share in the joy. Oh my gosh, so good. We could we could talk more about it. But um Phil, thank you so much for um helping me out here. Of I couldn't course, have done this thanks, without Jay. you. Um we did uh, anybody else that's listening, we we did uh, Charlie Brown's um Halloween special a couple years ago so check that out too um uh, you guys can always find me you know where to find me um, my name's share with retro pop gaming twitter instagram facebook youtube all that good stuff phil uh you got anything you're working on that you want to You know, kind of point people towards at all, or no, nothing
1: out there. Uh, You know, off the socials nowadays. Uh, You know, just still kicking around the film world. Got a few projects in the mix, but nothing coming out yet. Um, But yeah, you know, if the time comes, we'll uh, we'll kick back here and maybe talk about some of my work.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that, man. That'd be great. To do
1: no, all thanks right. for having me on, Jay, and thanks for letting me talk about this stuff that I love. Oh, oh
0: no, thank you, I appreciate it so much. I just it's it's great to to have somebody like you to uh, that you know shares the love of uh, this kind of stuff and Halloween and and all that great stuff and back and forth. And yeah. you have a you have a you have a good night, man. Have a good uh, rest of your October, and I'll see you at work. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. <laughs> all right, take care, man. Bye, you too. Bye. Bye. Hey, uh, you know, Gregory, uh, this Hocus Pocus 2 movie was actually uh, pretty good. That uh, nerd had a, a pretty good idea of doing a show about this. Indeed, Doctor. Now, if I could just figure out a way to get him to start meddling in all of my uh, goings-ons. Uh, you know, Doctor, you could possibly, instead of uh, going against the grain, uh, you could work with the nerd Work with him? Work, work with him? What? What fun is that? Well, you wouldn't have to... Worry about tying him up and locking him away in a closet and uh, maybe the two of you could make some cool chemistry together. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll think about it, Gregory. For now, I think I'm just going to uh, steal all his candy.